Okay. Welcome to the Ultra Working Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I am very privileged today to have Chris Natterer on the podcast. Uh, my colleague here at Ultra Working came up with an engineering background, worked at the European Central Bank for a while, became uh, world class um, in terms of biomechanics and physiology and weightlifting and weight training and strength training and endocrinology and all that sort of stuff. Um, autodidact, fierce learner, reads a ton of research papers, and uh, and we're podcasting today. So, Chris, I'm excited to be to yeah. be doing this with you. This is cool. This is going to be really cool. So we were having a conversation the other day that we thought we should do this podcast thing for posterity because it was a good conversation, right? So for anybody who doesn't know, we have work cycles. Ultraworking.com slash cycles. You can go try it out. It's cool. And what you do in the start of work cycles is you plan, usually for about 10 minutes, before a four, typically a four-hour session of work. What do I want to accomplish in the session? Why am I doing it? Are there any risks to it, right? So a lot of people sit down, they just start working. They don't know what complete looks like. They meander, you know, classical problem. So you sit down to plan. But whenever anyone does a daily plan, a weekly plan, plan for a work session, anything, sometimes they could do it like, like paperwork where they're just filling some crap out. Or they could take it really seriously and fully engage with it and, 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 and get a lot out of it. Like you can look at the question like, why am I doing this? And uh, why is it important and valuable is the way we phrase it. And you can like really think about it, or you could be like, oh yeah, because it's got to get done, which is like the wrong answer, right? So really think it through. And you had a wonderful, when we were talking about this, you had a wonderful insight on it. Uh, yeah, like, like what, the, the mentality of, of like actually getting the most out of planning by dialing in instead of, oh, okay, I'm going to do this today, I'm going to do that today, but like really thinking and like burning the brain a little bit right. to, to understand and dial in. Where's that come from? How do you build that up? Yeah, so there were two threads, I think, that, I, that came to me when I thought about this. Um, the first one is that, you know, sometimes the planning phase is a little bit, it's actually, uh, it's emotionally challenging or painful, a little bit, because often it reveals when we're not clear about what we're actually trying to achieve, we don't know exactly what we're trying to get to, or we are not clear how to get there. So it... Um, in, in cases where our clarity is low, planning can feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, that's, that's, that's one thing that... Um, well, let's, let's stay with that and do the second one momentarily. That's when you need planning right. the most. Right. The pain isn't at the planning, it's just, you're just, you're accepting reality. The pain is the acceptance of reality pain. Yeah. Yeah, there is, um, it's funny, there is, Let's say you do something that you have done many, many times before you're actually very clear about what it should look like, which also incidentally should make planning very easy and straightforward. Sometimes we have a tendency to want to skip it in that moment. You want to say, hey, I already got this. I know what I need to do. I know what the outcome looks like. I don't need to invest the you know, five to 10 minutes that it would take me to do the planning. The other example to when we don't like to do planning is when we actually when I get started with planning, we have no idea what exactly it needs to look like. And it, it's, it's very, we're like, oh, I'm going to figure it out when I, when I get there. Um, the, the thread is that there is a saying, you know, practice makes perfect. And I heard False. Yeah, the counter argument, which is 
practice makes permanent. So, for example, like this is this is a sideline. I never wanted to pick up shadow boxing for cardio, which is it's great for cardio actually, but I never wanted to do it for cardio without proper instruction to actually uh, learn the technical movements correctly. Because mm. in my mind, I'm like, okay, I will have done you know a lot of technical or cardio boxing for years, picking up, up all of these bad habits that I don't want to have picked up. Um, same with any activity that we do. It's um, doing it sloppy, doing it sometimes okay, sometimes not okay. I don't think that's a good habit to install um, generally. Right, and and that's really interesting. You know, I had when I learned when I learned snowboarding, um, uh, a friend of a mentor of mine was really gracious to to teach me how to snowboard, and you know we'd go up and we'd only snowboard for like an hour or two when I was learning. He said the minute when you're learning, the minute your form gets bad, immediately stop because you're learning how to snowboard wrong. You know, yeah. once you're yeah. you know once your your too your fatigue is too high to to snowboard correctly with the correct form, stop snowboarding and, and similar to you where you didn't want, you know, some people do the cardio kickboxing stuff just to get a workout, but you've done some, some martial arts, so you wanted to do it correctly. Well, this is interesting, right? If you don't plan when the work's easy and you understand it well, and you don't plan when the work is hard, you're not really building the skill set on how to make a good plan very well, are you? Uh, no, you certainly aren't, and, and you're really missing uh, yeah, it's, you're missing some of the reps that you could be getting at planning and you're also teaching yourself probably on a meta level that things don't have to be done correctly hmm. um, across multiple ways. And, and when we started this, I uh, wanted to bring up, there are certain elements, like if you have a really complex project, it's almost never going to not pay off to put in the planning and as this is something we, we, we emphasize a lot and anytime you've done it you realize hey I really benefited from the planning I put in up front saved me a lot of time and, and, and meandering um, when so there is this when it's really hard we want to do everything perfect but then also when it's actually not so hard we don't want to do it sloppy because this will eventually translate yeah, I always tell people for anything that's really, really non-trivial, right? If I have to do a couple hours of, of work that I need to concentrate and do a nice job on, I want to, and I, I would say I'm, I'm quite good. I would say on this in particular, I would say 48 times out of 50, 96% of the time I don't blow off planning, especially if I'm doing work cycles, right? Um, I always want to sit down and outline it. You, you know where I see people get, get soaked? Right? So the reason I do that, by the way, is because when you think, oh, I know all this stuff, I know everything I need to do, you're, you're right 90% of the time, and you're going to waste. Because by the way, when you really understand everything cold, the planning is like two minutes right. to do it, not 10. Right? You don't need to, you know, right? you don't need to make a freaking thing. You know, it's, it's easy. But what I found is when you think you know a thing cold, there's about a 90-something percent chance you're right. 90, maybe even 95. Mm. One out of 10 times you're going to get blown up. And you know where I see this happen to people? I see a lot of people that have fairly organized task lists or to-do lists don't want to plan a work session because they're like, my to-do list is organized. You know, I, I found a very funny phenomenon. It's, it's really funny. It's, it's Maybe some people listening will be like, oh, yeah, that's happened to me. Or they've seen it happen to somebody else where it's funny. I'm pretty sure the way most people engage with their to-do lists are like they look at the first 
three to five items on it. And if those all make sense and are clear, and then they rapid eye skim the rest of it. And if the rest of it's not like overwhelming or crazy, you know, like if like number seven is like, I'm getting a tax audit, you're like, oh no, right? right. But like if number seven is like, choose an interior decorator for the house we bought, right? Like if that was number one, you'd be like, shoot, I don't know how to do that. I better plan it. But if it's like number seven, you're like, okay, like I gotta like uh, put in a standard tax form, put in a bank form, order a new credit card, uh, pay this bill, do the, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, something, set up the house, furniture, decorator, okay, yeah, whatever. Right. Do you, you know what I mean? So it's like if the first three items on a to-do list that's 10 deep are clear, and then nothing on there is like really scary or ambiguous, you don't know what's going on with number seven. You know, if, you, if you've got a, a partner, a spouse, or a romantic partner you bought the house with, you might text them like, hey, honey, what'd you want in an interior decorator? Do you know what I mean? And that might save you when you get there two hours later instead of you're just like stuck. Right. And, and so mm. I find people get run into that buzzsaw. 90% of the time you think that your day is simple. You task, I'm, I'm running from a task list and it's organized. Yeah, 90% of the time you're right. And even items six, seven, eight, nine, and 10 on the list are fine. One out of 10 times, at least one out of 20, you're gonna get blown up, you're gonna get surprised and putting in two minutes, which would have detected that, will potentially save you couple hours, potentially save you the rest of the day, potentially stop you from missing a deadline and blowing up a couple days. These things cascade, you know? Right. No, it's absolutely true. And um, yeah, the, the um, really taking it, taking it as a bigger lesson almost, like taking this thing um, as any activity that we routinely perform that sometimes has high leverage, sometimes maybe has a little bit lower leverage. Um, if you have, if your approach varies based on the situation, if you're sometimes taking it seriously, sometimes not, I would not be sure that you're taking it seriously when it really matters in the right moments. You, you know, you might, you're not, not entraining those fundamental uh, patterns. And uh, what you said with snowboarding, I think, is, is perfectly fine. Or, you know, like let's say a, a shooter on a shooting range, he wants to have perfect technique even if the target is right in front of his face because that will translate to when the target is really far away and everything has to be done yeah. correctly. So, so my mind went to the same place actually firearms. I started thinking about firearm safety. There's like rules of right. firearm safety if you've, if you've ever practiced marksmanship and it's like you always treat a weapon like it's, it's loaded, right? You always do. So even if you had just unloaded it and then taken a clip out and put everything down, and then you get up and you go to the other room and, and you get you get a iced coffee and you bring it back into the room that you were you're doing maintenance and the guy you treat it like it's loaded again, right. because, like you know it's not. But you know like you know when people like get shot, <laughs> you know the accidental sh shooting is when I knew it was unloaded. How did that wind up in there? You know what I mean? And it's like if that stops one out of a thousand accidents, it's worth it. So if you're ninety nine point nine percent sure it's unloaded, if you're ninety nine point nine nine, one out of ten thousand, yeah, why not take that risk to zero, and and, and treat the the firearm with a lot of respect. So, okay, so we've got a, like an easy takeaway and a hard takeaway for people. The easy takeaway, right, I suppose, which is easy, is if you wanna plan and fully engage in a session, this, was, this is why I enjoyed talking about this with you. If you wanna really fully mentally engage in planning, do it when it's easy and when you don't need to. And then you get the practice reps and then that'll be easy when it's intermediate. And then, okay, it'll still be a challenge if you're doing something very difficult and fraught, but you've now built reps. If you don't plan when it's trivial, right? And you don't plan when you're overwhelmed and scared, you know, then there's a very narrow thing where you could like plan when it's like easy enough, but planning would be useful. And that's probably when most people exclusively plan. So there's that. Okay, that's straightforward, easy. 
people can sit down and plan a work session. If you haven't done work cycles before, do it. If you do work cycles a little bit lazy when you think you know what's up, actually just write it down. Hey, if you're doing a bunch of home chores this day, why is this important and valuable? Hey, I want my house to be clean. I want it to be tidy. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. You'll also, as a bonus, by the way, you'll also detect some things like, hey, maybe I should buy a cool poster or an artwork. If it was like, I want my space to be beautiful, you'll detect extras as well yeah. while the, that are to the goal. The bigger point that I think we, 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 we touched on, we, told, we, we had some metaphors, we talked about different things. If someone was a martial artist or if they've done firearms or they had snowboarding, maybe they connect with one of those. But the bigger point is taking things seriously to get form and technique down, not just planning, but universally in life. Can, can you go on about that a little more? How does one cultivate that mindset? Easier said than done, right? We could be right. sitting here and talking about, hey, do the things correctly all the time, and then it permeates. And someone will be listening and be like, well, that makes sense. Sure, I'm not going to disagree with that. That's very reasonable. That's a very reasonable thing to say. But that doesn't you know, flip you over into that mindset. That right. doesn't <clears throat> make you do it. How, how do you cultivate and, and, and be kind of person that looks at the world that way and behaves that way? It's hmm. a good question. Um... And I I'm actually don't know if I have a clear answer. One thing is, I think first, you know, and maybe this conversation will help some people to, okay, I've never actually looked at it that way. Mm. I thought sometimes it was unimportant, so I did it a little bit sloppily, and I took it seriously, though, when it became important. Um, f knowing that that is a, a pattern, that, that, you know, the way you are in one area, you are everywhere, where we, I think, is kind of the same principle. Um, the realization, I think, helps a lot. Um, and then, I mean, you certainly want to, I think once you have seen uh, the, experienced the benefits of doing this for a certain amount of time, and I don't think it has to be a long amount of time necessarily. This could be a, hey, two, for two weeks, I'm going to approach every activity or one activity I do on a regular basis with this perfection or, or, or disciplined approach mindset and, and, and see what, uh, what results come. And often, I think this is well established a little bit in, in behavior change, it's often the, 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 the causality is actually flipped. We don't necessarily have the, I want to do this perfectly mindset and then we, we we start with the behavior we focus on the behavior almost mechanistically for a certain amount of time and then our mental state sort of adapts after the fact and now we're wanting to take it seriously we first establish the behavior and then the motivation mindset however you want to call it actually uh, follows up so you can yeah commit to, to two weeks or a month I think two weeks is the low end of because where you'll really like get that, haha, I'm so clever, I'm so wonderful, is when a work session would have gone off the rails and you preempted that by detecting and, and, and planning out and laying out the ground. That's like cool. This just paid for everything. You know, okay. it's, it's net free yeah. over a long yeah. time horizon to do planning because planning saves you time and aggravation, right? I'm not talking about making big fancy Gantt charts. You know, ultra working style planning. Try it all, you know, ultraworking.com slash cycles. It's, it's pretty, pretty stri it's, it's stripped down to the barest essentials, but it works really well. But yeah, two weeks. I like to often give a month to things like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when we rolled out the agreements tracker at Ultraworking, which might be another interesting conversation to have someday, we said we want to have 100% unbroken agreements for one month. 
100% unbroken agreements. You could renegotiate agreement before the date on it is due or before it's passed of like, nah, this doesn't make sense anymore. We underestimate how long it would take or whatever. It's not the priority anymore. But you can't just break them and let them slip. And we want 100% unbroken um, in that first month. And now it's like, you know, it becomes kind of like, eventually becomes like its, its own source of pride of like, I'm right. doing the thing correctly. I'm planning correctly. Um, and then the motivation and the desire to do it and the whatever self-concept or whatever filters back. And then, yeah, I mean, it's just a behavior that pays for itself. You know, it's, it's just doing things correctly every time. Not even when it's easy, especially when it's easy. Because then you have right. very cheap training and reinforcement reps. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this is very interesting stuff. And, um, yeah, the one last thing is there might be a, almost like a toolkit that different tools work for different personality types to install this. Um, what we just proposed might not work for everybody, but for some. And, um, and other methods or, or ways to get there, I think, is first the, yeah, maybe realizing that it's important, that it really helps. It's a very useful pattern, I think, to install, and, and I certainly want to you know, emphasize it even more in my personal life. And then, I mean, once you have the goal or once you have the desire, then you're usually, we are, humans are quite... Uh, good at finding finding a way to get there Very cool. So yeah, and, and yeah, by the way, I, I don't use work cycles for everything It's a fit for some types of work more than others um, And yeah, work cycle not perfect for, for everybody, but a lot of people like it I do think though that there is a universality in almost every field that the two principles which is on sufficiently complex stuff planning net well pays for itself I, I, I find it very difficult to argue with that um, and like planning's not like fancy corporate project management. It's like being clear on what you're doing and the intermediate right. steps that lead there and like looking at what could go wrong and preempting it. It's almost always correct. And then a disciplined approach to fundamentals that are good for you, whether that's technique in a martial arts or a sport like snowboarding, whether it's safety principles, you know, or whether it's things like planning, even especially when it's easy. Yeah. Take advantage of it. And then your third point was give it a whirl. A lot of times the motivation will come after you've tried out the behavior. You commit to it. Do it for as little as two to four weeks. I'm more on like the four side of the equation here because it'd be nice if they'd have one realization. It's like three, four is when I statistical confidence is up a little more. They'd have it. So, you know, I like to do monthly plans. Just right. commit to it for one month. Every day I'm going to have a good planning session at the start of the day, even just for five minutes. Take it fully seriously. And if I do a round of work cycles or a deep work session, I'll plan that and I'll take it seriously. You do it for a month, you'll, you'll be way ahead on time. Those 150 minutes across the whole month are going to save you way more than two and a half hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's stupid. Pretty it's such certainly. a big ROI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. crazy. Okay. Hey, this is the first one. We'll probably be doing this again. Um, cool. Yeah, that's great. It's great. Thank you.